we are very fortunate now to welcome not a game developer to the show, but rather someone who's poised to have a great impact on the gaming verse. Raluca Pop, creator and founder of Hive Social. Raluca, welcome to XEP. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited for you to be here as well. It is an absolute pleasure. I have a number of questions for you about Hive, uh, about gaming, and how you guys are creating kind of a safe haven for people in the wake of Twitter. Um, obviously, our conversation is coming uh, in the wake of Meta launching Threads, so the social spaces are uh, quite fascinating to watch right now. But before I dive into kind of Hive, you know, as it is in this moment, I would like to know a little bit of backstory. You created Hive having self-taught yourself to code, is that right? Yeah, uh, I had no technical like I didn't take any courses in college or anything, or I tried to, and then I got bored of the course and I dropped out after a week because when you're, like, you're self-teaching yourself something, I just found that to be so much funner because like you have a certain goal in mind, so that's what you're teaching yourself versus the mm -hmm. class where obviously like, you know, it's more structured, but yeah, I self-taught myself how to code um, over uh, summer 2019 before launching the first uh, ever prototype, I guess you could say, of Hive in October 2019. And you did this while you were in school for something different? Yeah, so I actually majored in psychology. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and so you just on a whim were like, coding, I'll try it. Well, yeah, it it wasn't so like out of the blue. I did always have an interest in programming ever since high school. And I'm probably going to have like a little nerd moment right now. But I was obsessed with the show Criminal Minds. And I love mm -hmm. the character Penelope Garcia on there. So I was like, oh, I want to be like her. I want to be like an ethical hacker. I want to be a programmer. And then I just I went a completely different route. But it was always in the back of my mind that, you know, one day, like I would have really loved to learn how to code. And mm -hmm. specifically, like creating a social media app. Like, I grew up with social media, so I've seen like all the different avenues that it's taken, and I've heard like all the feedback, the consensus from people, and I just wanted something different. So I was like, you know what, I'll try it. And if it works, awesome. And then if it doesn't, like, you know, at least I tried. Mm -hmm. What a cool, self motivated uh, approach there. And Penelope's a cool, cool uh, uh, role model to her. have. <laughs> yeah, she's really, really cool. Uh, such a positive like persona, I guess you would say, uh, fictional or not, but I, it's really neat. Um, the actress that plays her in real life is pretty darn cool as well, if I remember. She really is, yeah. Um, God, I, her name is slipping away from me, but yeah, I, I really loved her character on that show. Definitely an empowered character. Now, were you... Okay, so I know the answer to this, but I'm setting you up. Uh, <laughs> were you... You were creating content at the time on Instagram, is that correct? Yeah, so I was a micro influencer in the beauty space. So I would just do makeup looks like tutorials, pictorials, or just like up close photos of eye looks. That was kind of my thing on there. Mm -hmm. And did that kind of teach you some of the things you wanted to have and not have for a social space uh, like Hive or otherwise? Yeah, so I think one thing with me is I, I like to I'm very observant and I love to read like patterns and sequences ever since I was little like I've just it was like my little brain weird in that area but um, I saw like everything that was happening in the social media space and that did teach me what to do and what not to but also hearing again like that feedback from people like comments around me or seeing comments on social media itself and it really leaned more from um what people wanted in updates to them seeing that they were not getting it in those updates. And then they started asking the question of, 
well, what other app can we move to? And I was one of those people too. Like I, I didn't immediately jump on like, oh, I want to create the next app. I waited and then nothing happened or at least nothing like really stuck. So I thought, you know, with everything that I know now, I think I can try and make my own social media app with my mm -hmm. own approach to it and see how that goes. So that leads us to Hive. What is it that makes Hive Hive, because you launched a prototype in 2019. We're here in 2023. You guys are just putting out a beta uh, for something new. And there's a lot of features coming in. Uh, what makes Hive Hive? I think the community makes Hive Hive. The type of culture and the environment that we've been able to cultivate and maintain on the app, it's always been one very welcoming and inclusive. And from day one, we've always tried to champion more positive communities. So we take a very harsh stance against um, any hate speech, bullying, harassment, misinformation on the app. I, I mean, I know from my own personal experience and my friends' experiences that body image issues were like a huge thing um, that takes a toll on mental health from like other social media apps. So I wanted to create a much more positive app to really bring that fun back into social media. Do you guys think you have accomplished that or is that like an ongoing battle? I think we've accomplished it and now it's just a matter of maintaining it. Like, I'm sure you're on Hive, so I'm sure you see the community on there and the types of people and the types of content. And everyone, for the most part, is super friendly and they love to post like whatever they want. There's no pressure to be like a certain type of way or curate like specific content. But then again, if you are a content creator, then we also provide the tools for you to grow on there, too. So I have questions about that specifically as well, but I will note for any listener, yes, uh, I am on Hive. I, I checked it out and then returned to it recently, and it, the community is just so welcoming and warm, and it is, I don't know how to describe this, but there is an atmosphere to this social app that feels different, um, and I think it does stem from inclusivity and acceptance and uh, a more welcoming place, which isn't always the case in social media spaces. Yeah, we're we're very lighthearted. Like if if you follow my personal account on there, the Reluca X Hive account, you'll see a lot of my posts. Um, they make a lot of jokes. I really interact with people um, because I'm really hands on with the app. I I didn't want to just like throw something out there and then step back and let <clears throat> sorry um, <clears throat> sorry uh, <laughs> other people handle it. Um, plus, I just generally love the community and you meet like so many awesome people on there from different places. Have you noticed uh, an <laughs> influx of creators or users uh, in the last year or so while we watch Twitter go through transitions, while we see other social spaces pop up? Obviously, like we're a day removed from thread, but uh, in general, like there's several that have popped up in an attempt to kind of fill that void. Um, have you noticed an influx of users? I have noticed an influx of users. I mean, so Hive has always grown like pretty steady month to month, and we've had a pretty good retention rate on our users. But I mean, obviously this was created back in 2019. So Twitter was not even on my radar. Everything that happened with Twitter last year in 2022 was honestly just kind of like a stray like thing that happened, right? So all of the users that ended up really needing like an alternative, um, that market demand just drove them to us. And we've seen communities from 
Star Wars was like a huge one. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out Star Wars. I, I like that series. Um, mm -hmm. The gaming community for sure. Uh, definitely like Destiny, Bungie, Call of Duty. Um, and of course, I know you're associated with Xbox Expansion Pass. Uh, we've mm -hmm. had uh, different brands too. Um, like Starbucks was an account that reached out to us personally to secure mm -hmm. their app um, because someone had already taken it. We see a lot of different people from different fandoms. Uh, we have artists on there, people from the beauty community, people from music. Uh, I actually just got a question yesterday on the asks feature with someone saying, um, <clears throat> oh, when's the music feature gonna be relaunched? Because I dropped an album and <clears throat> there was so much support on Hive about it. So, you know, mm -hmm. when would you be bringing that back? And I said, oh, we're gonna bring it back this month. So there's definitely a plethora of communities. So if you, have an interest or you belong to any community, you'll, you'll pretty much find it on Hive. I have, I have seen that uh, and I have found just such a warm and welcoming place for gamers in general. Um, obviously, XEP is a gaming community um, and I've often felt, particularly in the last three years, post-pandemic, during pandemic, that mm -hmm. gaming and social media are synonymous at this point. Mm -hmm. uh, there are share buttons built into controllers. You see... Uh, Xbox and PlayStation and Steam reaching out to and talking with different social platforms about posting clips and such. Um, I'm wondering if you could speak to kind of how synonymous a community can be or an entertainment form can be with social platforms. I think if you have the right community on there and you're sharing like the same type of content, that content that you enjoy, then there will always be that synonymity. Sorry. I don't know if I would say that right. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Like the social media platform, it needs to offer you the tools for you to share your enjoyment with, let's say, gaming or any other hobby that you have. So with Hive, like I really wanted to offer that for creators from all different types of communities, because, um, again, that's what makes up the app. Right. And that's mm -hmm. where you find the joy in from posting or using those tools to grow as uh, so a lot of our different features. Um, and you can post video clips on there uh, up to three minutes. I think depending on feedback from the gaming community, we'll see if we need to, you know, like increase that because I know you guys have your video game clips. Um, and then I know one thing we are going to do is live streams. So our, yeah. our users uh, had actually called it Hive Streams. Um, they're, they're really Clever. involved with a lot of the features that we do. Um, but I think that, that the gaming community and others can really utilize that. Uh, cause again, you guys stream your, your clips and, and the games that you play. Um, I never quite got into that, but I know it's an important tool for you guys. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also just the organic reach that you have on the platforms. Right. So I think something that sets apart hive from any other app is not just its features or the community, but the fact that you have really great content visibility, because if you're a content creator and you keep posting and you're not seeing that engagement, then it does get really discouraging. You're like, well, now it's not that fun for me. I feel like I need to do this outrageous content for anyone to see my post possibly. And with us, it's just like, no, if you make something and you're really proud of it, like you should be able to share it to your followers, have them see it, have them repost it and end up, you know, on discover where, you, you either get put under trending, if you have a ton of engagement, you get spotlighted uh, under, you know, the different categories or you end up in a trending hashtag. Like there are so many different ways that, you know, you can really grow on the platform. So I have a lot of questions about content creation because that was built, or, or Twitter was a wonderful avenue for that at one point. And as we, as content creators kind of migrate to new places, it, it's, uh, 
it's difficult to buried algorithms, ads, a ton of mm-hmm. uh, reasons, some logical, some not. Um, Hive has the discover feature now um, mm-hmm. and it seems to me like you guys are trying to create a very welcoming space, not just for users, but for content creators as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Would you talk to me a little bit about the discover feature and the ask feature also? Because I think both are really cool. Yeah, so I'll touch on the ask feature first, then I'll jump into discover. So the ask feature, you can, number one, toggle it on or off. Like you don't have to have it on your profile if you don't want to be asked questions. But we thought that would be a really like fun way for content creators to connect with their followers, right? Because then your followers get to ask you questions about yourself, what you do on a day-to-day basis, your content creation on that end, like if you have anything planned and it just creates a much more personal experience. And then you get to respond on there too with like your own memes or your gifts. So that feature has gotten a lot of positive feedback. Um, mm-hmm. Within that ask feature though, that you can toggle on and off as well, the anonymous question. So if you you know, are experiencing anon hate for whatever reason, you can turn that off and then people can ask you questions anonymously. It will show their profile. And then if you are experiencing anon hate, by the way, just, you know, tag me or uh, report it to support at hivesocial.app because that's a, you know, again, we're very hands-on and that's one of the ways that we keep the community safe. Uh, so it's a fun feature to have, just we also incorporate safety tools in there too. Anon hate would be people who are using the anonymous feature to troll or be disrespectful, that kind of stuff? Yeah, and, and we've gotten a couple of reports of that. Um, even though it's anonymous um, to you guys, obviously, you know, on our end, we can go in and see who's leaving that and then just ban their account. Gotcha, gotcha. Has the influx of users brought with it an influx of needing to to police that in some way? And that's not the word I want to use, but <laughs> to monitor, to monitor, you yeah. know, Trolls, people being rude or whatnot. We're, we're definitely monitoring it. Um, I think in the same way, we've always been like, again, like really harsh on that type of stuff. Because if if you don't take that stance, then people are going to take your, are going to take that essentially as, you know, you don't really care or you're just being complicit in it. And we never wanted that on the platform. So uh, yeah, definitely. Um, as like a founder of an otherwise global social media platform, like you have an ethical and moral responsibility to keep your users safe. And I don't take that very lightly. Gotcha. Makes, makes good sense. Do you, uh, on the content creation side, how about like posting links to things, Patreon, YouTube, Mm -hmm. uh, other social platforms, is there kind of a a creed or, or method that Hive takes as far as working with people who are posting links and such? So you can post whichever links you want. I think our only downside right now, and you know, I'll admit it, is that it doesn't show like the exact thumbnail. So it just posts as a link. But we don't have any issues with it. We want you guys to link your other stuff because Hive is not meant to be your only social media platform. We're not a monopoly, um, unlike some other companies. So um, we want you guys to be able to feel comfortable using our platform and also linking um uh, linking your own profile on there too to other ones, such as like Twitch or Patreon, um, things to really help you grow there too. That is a unique stance because some social platforms do want to be the only. And as a creator and trying to reach gamers, gamers are not only in one place. No, you cannot force someone 
to use just one thing. Each app offers its own set of features. It was created for its own specific purpose and creators and users alike are going to use the apps that are the most relevant to them. So mm -hmm. to me, I, I mean, we are not going to be forcing anyone to only use our platform by either suppressing, you know, their posts with their links or whatever things other companies do. We're, we're not really like that. Is there, uh, is there an element of seeing a feature on another platform and saying, I want this in hive, or is it just community feedback or is it a combination of the two? I want to say it's leaning more towards community feedback. I will say our music feature, um, <clears throat> was uh, inspired from the old days in MySpace when you can have your profile songs and even the customization on there. Like, I think you guys, like I was too young to really like use that platform. The My earliest like social media would have been like Facebook when I was in middle school before like that kind of died out in high school. Middle school? Yeah. Oh, but... that's right. I remember my research. You were much younger than me. Oh no. <laughs> but um my brothers, they use uh, MySpace and I vaguely remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, you guys had, you guys were able to customize it, right? You could go into like the the little code and like write your own lines and make it, you can have your own background, you can have your own colors, right? I believe so. Yeah. Okay. It's been yeah. a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our music feature is definitely inspired from that. And also some of the customization, it was, again, just like to bring the fun back into social media. We're really lighthearted and everything else just kind of seems like doom and gloom. And we, we didn't want to be that way. Makes, makes good sense. Um, we, we mentioned Patreon and Twitch, mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, of course, and whatnot. Those are all places that have seen changes due to monetization. And mm -hmm. that has to be a reality of any platform where you need servers, where you're talking to and working with other uh, places or whatnot. And I'm curious what complications monetization brings if Hive is anticipating mm -hmm. doing doing that at some point, ad running and such, um, because size brings complications. Right. Um, so Hive was actually monetized before. Um, before we had taken the app down to do some improvements on it, we were monetized with Google ads, uh, and we are bringing that back to this month as well. I mean, it's a source of revenue, but one of the things that we've incorporated into it is that community feedback that I was talking about mm -hmm. where when, like when we initially launched it, I was honestly really nervous because I know my own reaction to seeing like a plethora of ads in a social media app or just anywhere really. It's claustrophobic. It's overwhelming. It's just, it's not fun to scroll through. You want to see mm -hmm. the post, right? So I was really nervous for people's feedback, um, but they, it, it was positive, surprisingly. Like there's a way to incorporate ads without having it be so suffocating. And I think our approach to it was our ads are designed to blend in with the posts so it's very minimally invasive. Like it's not jarring when you see an ad, like you can recognize that it's an ad, you know, if it's like a McDonald's burger randomly in your feed, mm -hmm. but it's not going to be like every two or three posts. Our ads were placed one every several posts. And I know mm -hmm. that's such a weird number. I don't know why, like it just like popped in my head. One out of every several would seem good because you get to scroll for a bit, you see the content and then 
you see an ad that just looks like a post and you can scroll past it or like, you know, if it's intriguing enough, you, you can obviously click on it. Uh, mm -hmm. Other monetization is actually our music feature. So uh, the first song slot is free. And then the second, third and fourth do cost money. The second one is 99 cents. And then the third and the fourth is $1.99 each. Um, and we did that uh, mainly just for the storage like purposes. It's just, it's a feature. It's a way for us to monetize without having to move more into ads. Like if we can diversify our revenue models, then we don't mm -hmm. need to feed a bunch of ads to you guys. So that's another reason why we decided to monetize the music feature. Um, and it is important to note though, you're not, you're not paying for the song. Um, you just connect your Apple Music account and hopefully Spotify if, if you know, we can successfully integrate with them. Mm -hmm. And then that gives you access to like your music library, right? Because it's connected to your account. You hmm. choose whatever song you want and then that's it. You're, you're just paying for the song slot. You're not paying for the songs. That's interesting. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Uh, earlier in the interview, you talked about certain brands like Starbucks reaching out and whatnot. Um, and I'm curious if you guys have connected with some of the major players in gaming. Like, have you guys talked to Xbox or to PlayStation uh, or vice versa? Is there a connection there or is that something that you want to happen or not want to happen as you guys kind of find your path? Yeah. So we do have a connection, I think, with Xbox. We saw more... Um, more people reaching out from there and, you know, them adding me on LinkedIn or DMing uh, on Twitter, uh, both for their accounts, but also for Hive as well. Uh, PlayStation, not as much, but it, it's funny. I do go between both consoles, so it'd be really cool to work with, like, PlayStation 2. Um, mm -hmm. I would also love to work with Nintendo. They have not reached out, but that was such a big part of my childhood. So mm -hmm. it, it would be, you know, an honor to work with them, too. Uh that's kind of where we are right now. I know what you said, uh, Aaron was speaking to you um, a little bit uh, about me. So like, that's one of our, our connections uh, as well from Xbox. Uh, he really liked the platform. He had actually posted about it. I didn't make him. He, he just posted about Hive and he said it was a really interesting story. Um, so I, I actually there. Yeah, that's what I saw when I saw Aaron's. That's what I saw. Yeah. So I, okay. So that's, um, well, then that connection would be separate then. Okay, so I did speak with Aaron too, though, um, on my own uh, about the app. And I let him know, you know, we got the verification in and he was, you know, really happy about that. He said, you know, thank you. So I ended up verifying him. And then I do have uh, other executives that, again, had added me on um, LinkedIn. Uh, mm -hmm. And there's some conversations uh, going on, but, you know, we'll just see where they lead. Here's hoping, here's hoping, because it's cool for me as an Xbox content creator to see people like Aaron Greenberg connecting and posting and like, Ooh. I get a, a a kick out of getting to connect with with them on, on social platforms as well, because it feels good. Um, and it's fun. And no, it, it was funny with him. Our interaction was kind of me trying to prove that I was real. Because I don't know if you saw some of the posts. I think he had, I don't know if he retweeted it or I know Paul Tassi from like Forbes. He thought that I was like generative AI and I'm cool with Paul. Like we, we DM'd and we had a laugh about it, but I had to like make a little TikTok video, just kind of like having fun. You know, I'm, I'm Gen Z. So I guess that's what we do. TikTok videos, um, mm -hmm. just, you know, kind of the screenshots where they thought either I was AI or someone else didn't believe that like, oh, I coded the app, you know, with no experience and I launched it like after just one summer learning or someone else thought that 
I was secretly um, a guy in China in like a basement. Like that was oh. literally a comment. So I was oh, like, you know, let okay. me just have some fun with this. And mm-hmm. you know, that, that was pretty well received, but that was part of our interaction. <laughs> That's so much fun and silly in hindsight. But in the moment, it's like, what? <laughs> I'm generative AI? <laughs> yeah, I think the terms were face app or generative AI. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. And that's, as I would imagine, journalists at a certain level, mm-hmm. executives at a certain level, companies at a certain level uh, would have to worry about that now. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. interesting. Uh, I think um, the rise of AI, um, if monitored and grown correctly, can be used ethically and responsibly, but obviously you have to have a a close hand on it. So I'm curious to see where that will go. Um, But in terms of AI for Hive, I think we would lean more towards creating uh, AI-based algorithms in terms of discoverability. Uh, So Home Feed, that would definitely stay uh, chronological. Um, you might have the option later on to uh, have like a list of your close friends and you can toggle between your feeds if you just want to see their posts. But um, for Discover, for the Discover page uh, specifically, uh, I know I hadn't mentioned that exactly yet, or at least talked in depth about it. Using like an AI-based algorithm to boost your content discoverability, like that's my goal for you guys. Like I don't, if you, AI would not present any type of benefit um, you know, for the content discoverability on Hive, then I wouldn't be using it. But mm. I think we can use that to benefit you guys, again, if done correctly, and also to do uh, its own content moderation. So like we have Hive safety moderators, but mm. if we can have um, our own AI that monitors the post too, um, and can either flag them or take them down or, you know, report the accounts, then I think that would be very useful for us and kind of offload some of that work. Uh, two questions pop up from, from that one. One, do language barriers pose a problem there? Some words, obviously, uh, I'm thinking about color because we, we, we often deal with that in schools, right? Like as we bring in Spanish speakers, um, but like some words would be flagged in English that wouldn't be flagged in Portuguese. Right. Uh, I think that's where you have to create those micro levels in the AI, right? When you're mm -hmm. training it to not like those. So mm-hmm. it would be, um, it would not be something built in like a month. This would be something that we would need to work on and thoroughly test before launching. And then of course, um, as perfect as we try to make it be, maybe there are some issues with it, but then that's where that community feedback comes in. And mm-hmm. then if it just does not work at all, then I don't mind scrapping it because why would I use something that's not benefiting my users? Oh, gotcha. Does that uh, logic also apply to dealing with like spam. That's something I've noticed in in one of my social platforms uh, is just an incredible amount of bots um, soliciting any number of things. And it, it consistently baffles me. I'm like, why me? Like, what are you talking about? Um, how does Hive approach that kind of stuff? Uh, so I think currently our Hive safety moder- moderator, sorry, we monitor that on our own. And then that AI would also be conditioned to, um, to flag spam too. Interesting. Very cool. Well, I want to loop back uh, a bit more to to gaming, but I want to make sure I give due diligence to the Discover page because it's a cool yeah. feature. It's a cool thing. Is there anything on the Discover side um, that you haven't talked about that you would like to spotlight again? Um, yeah. So I think um, I do have like the beta on here. 
Uh, so some of the new stuff that we have um, at the top, I don't know if you guys can see it. Um, <laughs> you have like your little compass here. This is like your main discover page. And then mm-hmm. this little icon here is your hashtags. So mm-hmm. when you tap on that, you actually do get your trending hashtags uh, for the day. And then when you mm-hmm. tap into that, I'll just go into hashtag like moots or something. Um, mm-hmm. You get brought here. So there's like those three little icons similar to like your profile page, if that looks familiar. Um, mm-hmm. so you do have still like the center grid with all the photos. Um, this uh, tab here, I believe, actually right here, that'll have like your photos, videos, um, and your text. And then mm-hmm. this icon on the very far, uh, at least my left, um, those are going to be your text uh, posts with that hashtag. Um, so these are two um, new screens that we incorporate into Discover, again, for that content discoverability, because you have like your trending, right? And then you have all your categories and you even have like a for you section. So if you remember, like when you guys were signing up, um, we asked you to choose, out, I think like five, a minimum of five interests from like a list mm-hmm. that we provided. So we've taken that list and incorporated it into our algorithm to feed you that same type of content. And that's what you're going to see in your for you section. And then mm-hmm. as you like scroll down, um, I'm just going to pull this back up. Sorry, I don't mean to be like jinky with this, um, but like you have all your communities. So let me see. After your for you, you have like your new section right mm-hmm. here. Those are where like the new posts are. And we still do filter those because one thing that we had before is when we were experiencing a couple of trolls, like they would make an account, right? And then just post a bunch of new content because they knew it would be fed into there, but it would all be spam or it would just mm. be like really bad stuff. So we do have uh, certain parameters in place now for new content to even be shown there. But then once you scroll past there, like you see all the categories here too. These are mm. going to be like also easy access because these are the ones that you favorite. And so you can mm-hmm. actually have gaming. I think this one's gaming uh, mm-hmm. down here. Um, and then I have, I don't have the saved hashtags, but saved hashtags is also something you can do on Discover. Mm-hmm. So if you have a specific like gaming hashtag that you're following, but obviously like it's not its own standalone category, you can just save that and then it gets fed into your Discover feed too. Can you make a recommendation to content creators that are trying to get discovered? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, like I have a selfish, that's partly a selfish question, but in general, as you guys create a space, like mm-hmm. if I want to be discovered for those interested in Xbox or gaming content, what are the right steps to take? Uh, definitely hashtag it. So we do not, you know, punish people for using like a ton of hashtags. Uh, Hashtag it with the relevant hashtags. It gets fed into those categories. If you have a lot of engagement on it, our engagement is factored in between not just likes, but also comments and reposts. Mm -hmm. Um, So that will get you onto trending. The hashtags will feed you into categories and not just categories, but also the specific hashtag itself. So then Mm -hmm. your content is essentially being shown in three places with added reposts, then it'll be four because when you're reposted, you get reposted onto other people's um, timelines, right? So if I repost your content, mm-hmm. I, you know, I have almost 2000 followers. So your content will automatically be shared with them. So those are four ways that you can grow on high. Gotcha. Okay. That's good. Good to know. And good for people that are arriving um, and, and checking out Hive in the wake of, of Twitter or anything else as they just want to find a place. And I would encourage any listener uh, or viewer on YouTube, give Hive a shot. I'm finding a lot of 
joy in it. It's a very welcoming place, which is which is really cool. Um, that you like Hive, thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Um, totally not related to Hive. <laughs> you said in in one of our emails that you enjoy gaming uh, Mortal Kombat and Destiny. Is that right? Yes, I do. I love Destiny. I'm a diehard Awoken Warlock. I do not care about people's opinions about Warlocks being overpowering or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But and then I do like Mortal Kombat too. Uh, I really like their complete edition, the Mortal Kombat uh, 10, I believe. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Okay. Very cool. I, I'm, I dig that because, uh, the, the you know, Destiny, my, my co-host loves Destiny. The head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, loves Destiny. Uh, so Destiny shows up in my feed more often than I, than I expect it to sometimes. No, I, uh, we actually, so in addition to like those communities that I listed earlier, the Destiny community had jumped on the Hive too. Okay. Um, so, you know, you might not be flooded with, you know, just destiny posts from me, but maybe, you know, other people are just saying, I don't want to okay. take all the blame. <laughs> That's cool. All right. So I, I dig that. And, and Mortal Kombat community with Mortal Kombat one coming out, check out Raluca. Go oh, to Hive, yes. see um, I really loved, uh, using either Baraka or Katana. So, okay. See, I was, I was, I was so generic. Scorpion and Sub-Zero were my jam. I mean, kind of pretty generic too i i really like her combinations more than her speed though i feel like she's still a little slow and then baraka is just insanely fast so i love using him that's cool now do you get to play other stuff like do you play are you play regularly or is it a time issue um i want to say like both like i used to play a lot more regularly than right now and i think i mentioned in my email too like i, I was very busy moving um, so I don't have like my Xbox set up yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So once that is though, I do want to get back into, you know, playing my Destiny and Mortal Kombat. Cause it's just, it's really fun. Like it's a very fun way to decompress from mm -hmm. everything else going on. Um, but yeah, I, I like my best nights, honestly, before like coding on Hive and everything were spent on Xbox. Like it would be maybe five or 6 a.m. And I'd be like, why Why is there light outside? Like, mm -hmm. it was time when I started. So it was always one of those things. And I, I just, you meet so many cool people on there, like the parties and everything. So. Mm -hmm. So cool. So cool. Uh, Raluca Pop, I'm so grateful that you took the time today to talk with me, uh, to take a risk and talking to a gaming podcast. And, oh and no, I was excited. I was like, oh, my God, gaming? Yes. Very cool. I mean, being part cool. of the community, it's, it's really cool to like actually talk with someone specifically from there too, because, mm -hmm. you know, even the stuff that we talk about, that gives me insight too on how to improve it for gamers. So like, you know, thank you for having me on here and thinking that I was interesting enough to actually talk to you. <laughs> uh, well, you absolutely are. Anyone that, that <laughs> decides to code over a summer uh, and then creates a haven and place where, where gamers can can go and feel welcome is amazing. Uh, creates a place of inclusivity is appreciated as well. Um, will you let people know where they can find you in the social spaces, Hive and otherwise, uh, and let people know where they can find you and uh, what's to come? Yeah, 
sure. So um, on Twitter, you can either find the official Hive account or my own personal one. It is private, but it's at ReluccaXHive. On Hive, it is also ReluccaXHive. And then on uh, TikTok, it's Reluca's not vibing RN. So like Reluca's not vibing right now. It was kind of like a joke because so many crazy things have happened in my life. And it's like, you are not vibing right now. Like you've got too many <laughs> things going on. So that was just kind of a wordplay, but you can find me on those three. Uh, I will say I, I don't quite use my, my personal Twitter profile that much. Uh, so it's probably not as many fun things, but you'll see like on my TikTok, either videos about like my life or about coding, my bunnies, my dogs, um, or, you know, on Hive, everything about Hive and my life too. There you go. Listeners, check it out. Check out Hive. Uh, and have a great rest of your week. Support XEP on all your podcast services, please. Uh, you can find me on Hive at Insipid Ghost, uh, and I will catch you guys later.